Hello, and welcome to Nurse Narrative, the Auburn University School of Nursing podcast, where we invite you to join our story. In this episode, we continue our celebration of Veterans Day by interviewing Dr. Libba McMillan, an associate professor whose research focuses on increasing the quality of lives of veterans. Welcome back to Nurse Narrative. This is Kelly Strickland. And again, I am joined by my co-host, Miss Megan Jones. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm well. So we are continuing our honoring of our veterans. Uh, this is the second part of the episode that's dedicated to veteran health. So if you haven't listened to our episode with Commander Crumley, I would highly suggest you go back and listen to that. Um, but today we're going to interview another one of our faculty, Dr. Libba McMillan. Megan, do you want to tell us a little bit about her? Sure. So Dr. McMillan has been at Auburn University School of Nursing since 2009. She brings diverse nursing experience and expertise across the lifespan to include critical care, junior, senior high school nursing, maternal child, cardiovascular rehabilitation, medical surgical, training and development, and emergency nursing. She's also a proud military spouse, which allowed her to practice in a variety of settings across the globe. Dr. McMillan's program of research is focused on increasing the quality of lives of veterans. I think that is um, awesome. And that comes through kind of in our interview with her. She really focuses in on um, what she's been doing recently for veterans. Absolutely. And one of the things that um, I enjoyed hearing her talk a little bit about in this episode, Kelly, is just that idea that your nursing training can be anywhere in the globe. She had the fundamental training that as a military spouse going from um, different location to location, Alaska, Germany, Alabama, those nursing skills traveled with her. And she was able to continue working as a nurse in different settings um, with different people. It just, it was applicable anywhere. So I love that and how that speaks to the versatility of nursing and shows our students and anybody else interested in nursing just how much you really can do with this career and this amazing profession that I know you and I both love so much. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a theme that's emerging with this podcast, (laughs) right? Is just the um, ability to go anywhere and do um, and take your skills with you. So, all right, without further ado, we will get to our conversation with Dr. Libba McMillan. All right, Dr. McMillan, thank you so, so much for visiting us today and for being a part of our celebration of veterans this month. Well, thank you. It's a privilege being here and I'm honored to speak on veterans and Mm -hmm. uh to also talk about nursing and the mm-hmm. things we can do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you have so much expertise in this area. You are a military spouse, and that takes a great deal of service. So I want to thank you um, for your sacrifice, too, um, because I know it's not been it's not always the easiest road for sure. Well, you know, it um, it wasn't always easy being mm-hmm. away from home and uh, especially after having uh, children. Our our first daughter was born uh, actually in Germany oh, in wow. a little German village. You know? oh, my <laughs> so, so, but I will say this: um, it, it's been an honor and privilege to be a part of the people we got to, the people we met, mm. the people that uh, we served alongside of. The military spouses are uh, wonderful uh, bunch. But I will say this too. It directly congruent with uh, being a nurse, and mm-hmm. it really speaks to the power and the versatility of nursing, mm-hmm. because we moved every two to three years, mm-hmm. which 
you know, you, you had to start over and you had to make mm-hmm. friends and you had to integrate into a community. Well, having a profession such as nursing, I was so transferable. Mm-hmm. So we've been everywhere from when we were first married to Louisiana, uh, Tampa, Florida, Virginia, uh, Germany, mm-hmm. uh, and Alaska. We retired out of Alaska. So mm-hmm. we, we, uh, came to Alabama and it was I think 60 degrees in Alaska and it was 110 <laughs> oh, <goodness. Yes. laughs> in, yes. in, in Auburn but the good thing is uh, having that experience uh, at first I was frustrated by it because right about the time I would get uh, settled career wise but then I grew to view it as such an asset mm. it really it forced me every two years two to three years to reinvent myself and use the full profile mm-hmm. of my training so i've i've done everything from being a school nurse mm-hmm. in a junior senior high school in alaska mm. to being a, an icu nurse to being an er trauma uh medical surgical uh, so I've really been able to use all of those skills, mother, baby, special care, say, nursery. Yeah, yeah. You, you have a lot of expertise in the right. women's health area as well. Yeah. So, so, so it's kind of glass half full, half empty. Sometimes mm. it's how you view it and how you use those experiences. Yeah. So, wow. It sounds like nursing has um, afforded you a lot of mm-hmm. ability to apply your skills, and that's what I mean. That's what. One of the things that I love so much about it is it's so transferable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like what you said, you've been in Germany and Alaska and all these mm-hmm. other places, and and you've been able to just pick up and, yeah. and keep going. And I think that's so wonderful. And, you know, people, you, you would think there's this huge difference between people. It, it's, it's really, we all have a lot of the same concerns. Mm-hmm. We have the same health care issues. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we have the... Uh, same vulnerabilities Mm -hmm. and we still uh, as moms want to be able to take the best care of our families so so there's so much transferability um wherever you go and you can impact a community and Mm -hmm. they impact you Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm sure yeah um well, you, you've kind of covered a lot of, of what I was going to ask you at first. Um, and so let's kind of dive into the next portion. Um, what I wanted to ask you about were some of the common medical diagnosis or diagnoses amongst veterans specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, there's several things that you have to really take into consideration with veterans uh, where they served what time frame they served? Um, you know, what were the threats at that time? Was mm. it uh, high impact blast injuries? Was it uh, cold exposure that you see well back, uh, way back? Was it um, what were the different environmental conditions? Mm, yeah. What were the different forms of artillery, and what were the different? Uh, Things that the veterans were exposed to on ground or in the air or at sea. Um, and, and I think you have to look at that to really be able to see why um, some had chemical exposures and mm-hmm. the out, um, outflow of that. Um, I think you have that kind of thing to consider. I think you have acute injury mm-hmm. to consider, be it amputations, be it um, all the different things associated with that. I think you have to also look at, I mean, where 
I have gravitated recently with my research interest of area is more along the lines of quality of life. Mm. You know, what do some of the things, um, traumatic brain injury uh, and PTSD, what sort of things happen with sleep deprivation and what sort of things how does that affect you and your quality mm. of life and comorbidities, uh, your cardiovascular health, your relationship with your caregiver, yeah. your relationship with your spouse or partner? And so I think the quality of life is hugely important, too, mm. um, just from a being able to enjoy those years you do have yeah. post-service. So mm. I think it depends where you are in your age and uh, all the different things associated with uh, where you are in theater. Yeah. I really love the fact that you brought up in all of that environmental health. Mm-hmm. I I think I always think about um, veteran health as, you know, what they experience on a day-to-day basis based on the warfare aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, I don't think I've ever even really considered mm-hmm. the environmental impact of, like you said, I mean, cold exposure or, oh. you know, what is the air quality? Conditions. Just a simple air quality, yes. which is so different around mm-hmm. the whole globe. Right. So, what are they wow. um, breathing in? Yes. What are they handling? Yes. Um, what are they on the ground exposed to? Mm-hmm. Uh, contaminants. Uh, all of that starts to come into play even with injuries because that sort of thing that they're exposed to is being uh impacting their wounds impacting yeah. their respiratory systems right. impacting yeah. their um you know drinking water all the things that the conditions that they're living in and i, I think that it depends what branch of service sure that yeah. you're looking at i don't um, even think about uh, if you're in the air all the time right. versus if you're on the water i mean there's yeah. so many aspects. I just, wow, yeah. my it, mind is being blown right now. <laughs> I've never thought about yeah. that. Even in the air, you know, pulling uh, G-forces mm-hmm. for that many years. And and even uh, things such as hearing, um, you know, if you're exposed to loud noises and mm-hmm. to blast and to um, the sounds of jet noise. Mm-hmm. And certainly you're wearing hearing protection sure but when you look at the volume of that sound it is it, staggering mm. and those have ramifications later um in the form of hearing loss mm. and in the form of tinnitus or tinnitus some people say mm. um that constant ringing or hyperacusis mm. where you hear sounds at an amplified level mm. so i think a lot of it depends what your mission is and that impacts what you're exposed to, yeah. you know, what your job is at the sure. time. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wanted to kind of give you a little bit of a shout out to you've just recently um, published this this very brand new article um, called Multidisciplinary Tinnitus or Tinnitus. Yeah, either way. Okay. You can say <laughs> I wanted to say it the correct way. Yeah, I'm bad about um, saying care. it in a sentence. Yes. The two ways. You know? Yes. So, yeah. so um, congratulations well, on thank that. thank you. Yeah. I know you've been published many, many times, and you've presented, you know, nationally, internationally, all these places, but that's, the you know, one of your more recent accomplishments. So 
wanted to say congratulations on that. Well, thank you. And um, so you worked with multiple people on on this article and on this study. So yeah. and it's focused on that very topic, like what you were talking about. It is that focus of the topic. You know, uh, briefly, I won't go into the the whole whole story, but um, my husband flew uh, fighter jets mm-hmm. for F sixteens, A tens. You know, T-37, which is a trainer and all of that for 20 plus years, you know, and um, through the exposure potentially, I mean, you know, there's no way to totally pinpoint it, but through the exposure of those loud, shrill jet related Mm -hmm. noises, um, we found recently uh, that he was really struggling Mm -hmm. with tinnitus, you know, the ringing, the constant Mm -hmm. ringing in his ears Mm -hmm. and um, also hyperacusis where Mm -hmm. where the, even the slightest noise he hears at a tenfold level. But um, with that, I, I really felt like, you know, my own husband is is struggling and I'm a healthcare provider. And so I wanted to be part of the solution with him, Mm -hmm. but also for other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's funny how even sharing what my research interest is, um, there's been so many people to emerge Mm -hmm. and saying, I have that. And I was told there's nothing that could be done about it. And it is, it is not curable. That is true. But there's so many aspects Mm -hmm. um, that we can do as health professions to uh, get those patients, first of all, acknowledge it is a problem, yeah. and and what are and asking the patient, do you hear ringing in your ears? If so, what are you doing to manage it? Mm-hmm. Um, again, not curable, mm-hmm. but what are you doing to manage it? Mm-hmm. So it's really um, this toolkit emerged out of the desire to um, to equip. Uh, point of entry professionals, mm-hmm. be it nurse practitioners, be it this PAs, mm-hmm. be it MDs, be it the first person that they come into contact with, um, can really set the stage and let's get you some help. Let's mm-hmm. let you know what's out there. Yeah. So, yeah. And I just think it's so interesting because I've never had ringing in my ears. Mm-hmm. I don't have a clue what that's like, you know, and I cannot imagine how difficult that would yeah. be on a 24-7 yeah. basis. I mean, for him to be struggling with that, for you yeah. to be watching him yeah. struggling with that. I know we had many conversations yeah. that, you know, you were just hurting for him. And yeah. through your love for him, you wanted to help fix it. So I think it's so yeah. neat that you were able to take your your personal experience and apply it to your research interest and find help. I mean, that's such an amazing. Yeah. It's it's a great end to the story. Yeah. Uh, I found help in uh, Jim Henry, mm-hmm. who is at a major uh, veteran administration mm-hmm. center that focuses totally mm-hmm. on that. And in working with him, he um, got my husband the help he needed, mm-hmm. put him on that trajectory. Mm-hmm. And he actually... Um, emailed me and said, after listening to your story and your uh, level of passion, um, he said, what can we do to partner to get the word out? How can we help Mm -hmm. uh, people, professionals know how to take it that next level and also know how to advocate for that patient? Mm -hmm. Because it does require follow-up. It requires training. It, Mm -hmm. It hits all the things that we do as professionals, uh, and it has a, a happier ending. Um, you know, my husband's just really uh, improved with management mm-hmm. of tinnitus, and I've had the privilege now 
of pointing some other folks, be it colleagues, be it uh, folks in the community, to the he- getting the help they need. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's so, such a big role of a nurse, too, that advocacy is. piece. So I it love is. that you were able to apply yeah. that part of, of who you are as a, as a nursing professional yeah. to you, to your everyday life. I mean, that's such a great example yeah. of, of what we can do. So. It is. And I think the, you know, back to looking at uh, disease states, quality of life, and we all know this, is so important to live out your best life. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've put in years of service, you've sacrificed greatly, your family has you now at home or has you available. Um, I look at those aspects, you know, another study, I did with um, a traumatic brain injury specialist, uh, Joy DeBellis. Um, We looked at the propensity of sleep disturbances Mm. and how that impacts someone's quality of life. Mm -hmm. And we were so privileged to uh, partner with the American Legion Mm -hmm. of Alabama. Mm -hmm. And we did um, some study layers of, of really seeing how the insomnia, insomnia severity index, seeing what level of severity do they have insomnia and what can we do to get the help with that aspect to get improved sleep. And we all know the role of sleep in, in um, health, you know, when you're not getting adequate rest and oh, man, how yeah. it, it affects everything. It affects Absolutely. your relationships, mm-hmm. um, cardiovascular health. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and already TBI patients and PTSD are struggling with the multiple facets of that. So um, Joy uh, has ended up taking it even further into working with some of the uh, mindfulness and some of the interventions. Oh, so yeah. it's exciting how our pilot study together mm-hmm. moved her into really doing uh, another layer sure. of her passion yeah. with mindfulness. And so uh, so it's powerful, um, that relationship of um, who we come into contact with and maximum impact that is nursing and, mm-hmm. and inter- interprofessional. Yeah, absolutely. Our ability to talk to other professions and mm-hmm. be part of the team. Yes, working as a team. Working as a team. I mean, you you start learning about that very young. Yes. You know, what, how do you do teams, yeah. how teamwork and, yes. you know, playing in sports and all these kinds yeah. of things. But, I mean, that that transfers in every aspect. You have it's to be able to to play well with others. <laughs> So I think to passion for what you do and passion for the peace that you can really impact Mm -hmm. that touches your heart. And when you marry that up, it's powerful things can happen. So Mm -hmm. anyway, yeah. Yeah. So kind of talking about teams um, and transitioning that a little bit to, uh, um, you know, different different professionals working together um, to to aim for veteran health, not just absence of disease mm-hmm. in veterans, but veteran health. Mm-hmm. What are some uh, things that our communities can mm-hmm. do to really support our veterans and their health? I think uh, the Auburn-Opelika area does a wonderful job now, you know, uh, in terms of uh, bringing major issues forward. And and uh, I think one aspect is 
is we see with even students um, really creating or fostering relationships where they can interact mm-hmm. with veterans and and interact with them telling their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one, one of the most powerful, fun uh, opportunities I had was um, over at Auburn High School. They had the Vietnam veterans that came mm-hmm. into the Library of Congress, mm-hmm. uh, interviews with Blake Busman. And um, it, I partnered one year with Blake to, we, we really looked at doing uh, health promotion posters mm-hmm on Vietnam veteran issues. Mm. So they had a mixer there at the high school where, you know, donuts and coffee and and the the history students were mm-hmm. doing uh, interviews with for the Library of Congress oh, wow. on the veteran experience. And they would bring in scrapbooks and bring in mementos mm-hmm. and they were just Beautiful, and some of them uh, spouses came, and it was just mm. powerful. And, and the first semester students that I had at the time were kind of nervous about what do I say, and you know, mm-hmm. what if I say the wrong thing, and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And they got to talk to the veterans, mm. and just all the walls came down. I mean, it was just wonderful them sharing. Uh, the the issues that concern them, or how they survived, or their resilience, or mm-hmm. their uh, what kept them going, their stories. They would share those with the students, and the students could understand things more from their perspectives. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that's a powerful example of of that community having opportunities to share, mm. to remember, to reflect, to regroup, yeah. to find common ground. I think as a community, too, um, you know, all occupations and all facets of service have uh, different needs and different perspectives. I think a community um, that gets to know what what their veterans are struggling with mm. or, or what their um, – resources or getting them pointed in the right direction mm-hmm. um, and, and that's pretty universal really for for anybody as well but in understanding unique um, health issues they might have but there's also common threads in that you know um, even with tinnitus there's a large percentage of military members that have tinnitus due to the nature of the loud noises mm-hmm. that they're around. Also, other people, um, law enforcement mm-hmm. are around loud noises, yeah. miners, mm-hmm. uh, agricultural workers, mm-hmm. um, people in the music industry yeah. are in loud environments, factory workers. Mm-hmm. So so there's, there's a lot of overlap mm-hmm. in some of the health conditions, but I think there is a particular um, military culture mm-hmm. that uh, is is a sometimes is is just a unique uh, breed of uh, service and mm. resilience and um, uh, it's, it's a culture yeah. and and it's it's to definitely be respected and understood and there's a richness in that culture mm-hmm. a lot of pride mm-hmm. a lot of unity and service mm-hmm. uh you know uh it's funny when i i go places and you know i'm talking to veterans and and i'll say um especially with some army um 
soldiers, and I'll say, well, you know, my husband flew A-10s, mm-hmm. which always partnered with the Army. Mm-hmm. And it just opens, opens up, opens a, yeah. a whole world. Um, I think another thing the community does well, uh, Auburn Athletics has done really a great job of um, even – honoring veterans uh, as they are here uh, with the uh, a particular game that's mm-hmm. near Veterans Day, mm-hmm. um, flyovers and, mm-hmm. and opportunities to honor mm-hmm. and create dialogue mm-hmm. and to revere those that have sacrificed so much. So I think opportunities like that, that unite a community that um, where everyone can participate but yet still be focused on uh, the cost of freedom, mm-hmm. the high impact of freedom. When when we lived in Germany, we would sometimes go to the uh, to see a movie there on base. Mm-hmm. But the first thing that, that we did in the movie was before the movie started was they played the national anthem, mm-hmm. and in the theater we would stand up and and uh, the national anthem. So I think. Um, things that point you back to yeah. our nation and the high cost are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think the community does do that. Mm-hmm. I think on campus, the uh, veteran student uh, organization does a fabulous job mm-hmm. on awareness, health promotion aspects, um, you know, supporting their students and providing resources. And mm-hmm. so I think um uh, I, I see a lot of those elements that, that folks do well, yeah. you know. So I hear kind of being aware of the resources that are mm-hmm. available in your community, mm-hmm. wherever wherever that might be. Right. Um, and rallying around the aspect of honor and and mm-hmm. um, listening, you yeah. know, li- being willing to listen to um, the incredible stories that need to be heard, you know, right. um, because they're valuable and and we owe a great amount mm-hmm. to our to our military and to our veterans. I mean, you guys mm-hmm. have sacrificed so much, and we're we're so grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, spouses, and, and yes. I think spouses, um, you know, they they really uh, you know have some have endured uh, long separations. I know uh, uh, my husband was gone over a year mm-hmm. in a remote location and um in numerous you know temporary duties Mm -hmm. uh throughout the entire trajectory and um you know powerful things that that shape you Mm -hmm. as a spouse as a family um my husband always worried when he came back after that year and a half or so uh to the kids like will they know me you know and so i think uh, now technology really helps Mm. bridge that gap and Mm. but but it's still uh uh it's it's still a lot of support that's needed with spouses and Mm -hmm. um you know being uh away from sometimes their home of record and all that so so there's just a lot that um you know there's so much yes yes 
Well, Dr. McMillan, you have given us a lot to think about and to to um, to ponder. And I just really appreciate the time that you've spent um, with us today and and your sacrifice that you have made um, that has gone on for years and years and years. And to your husband as well. Of course, well, we thank, thank him and, and we're so grateful um, yeah. for your time. Well, it's, it's a privilege, given. though. You mm-hmm. know, I think... Um, you know, with any sacrifice, it's, it's still a privilege, mm-hmm. and uh, it's still such an honor to to be a nurse, mm-hmm. but also to be a military spouse. I mean, yeah. so for me, the separations um, did bring us closer, yeah. did shape who we are and shaped um, the lives of our two kids that are now often happily married and flourishing, and, and, yes. flourishing. Yes. and, and so, um, and those... Uh, experiences in remote villages or experiences in, uh, you know, different locations Mm -hmm. uh, forced us to uh, grow and learn. And and that's a great thing, Mm -hmm. but it's it's a privilege for sure. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. We have loved having you here. So, all right, Megan, you got anything you want to say? No, thank you so much (laughs) for sharing with us and teaching us a little bit about veteran health and ways that we can support our veterans in our community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. you. All right. To the listeners, thank you guys so much for um, being a part of this. And uh, we appreciate you listening to Nurse Narrative. Take good care.